Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. Proud to be partnered with BetMGM Sportsbook. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live, but for our Arizona audience, you will get up to $100 in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. Again, make sure you use bonus code PHNX. Check out the show notes for full details. And now let's hear from the great Shane Diefenbach about the disclaimer. Disclaimer 21 plus to wager. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA. 1-800-522-4700. Kansas, Nevada. 1-800-327-5050. Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Michigan. All right, now, joined by Jason Shear, I'm Mike Luke. We have Jacob Franklin behind the scenes, along with Aiden Wall behind the scenes right there, making us look cooler than we actually are. All right, Jason, we have a lot to get to. EYBL recruiting notes. So, for so long, people have been asking, Do does Arizona actually recruit players? And we can confirm that they do recruit players, and we're going to start with Jamari Phillips. I am going to take the dub on Jamari Phillips, Jason Shear. <laughs> uh, he had a very good weekend. So if you want to take the dub, you're not the only one taking the dub, but I understand you need to be built up once in a while. For sure. Built, we tear me down to build me up higher than the 5'9 frame. I get it. I get it. All right. But honest, on a serious note, we got to talk about him, though, because this is a guy that I think all the services, and I don't include ESPN, so don't at me with that because they're never at events, but all the other services, I think, have underrated Jamari Phillips here a little bit. And uh, between his three point shooting, his improved athleticism, and the way that he's built now, this is starting to look like a McDonald's type kid right here, Jason Shear. Yeah, I mean, I've seen Jamari before multiple times, but this weekend was something that I didn't see from him before. I believe off the top of my head, he was 17 of 29 from three. Right. (laughs) Right. He made 62% of his shots from the field. He went to the line. Um, I know he's an Arizona commit, and this is going to sound like I'm biased or whatever, and I am biased, but um, he he was the best player I saw this weekend um, in his class. Maybe not overall. There are some other guys that are really good, but he was the best player I saw this weekend in terms of performance. And I, I absolutely think we need to start talking about him as a McDonald's All-American type of guy. What also impresses me about him, though, is Tommy Lloyd, and we've heard about this from day one, and some people have rolled their eyes, some people haven't, but whatever. Um, He said, fit is incredibly important to what I want to do. I want to be able to get players that not only, uh, by the way, James, back the A all day, Okay, um, guys, we'll get to all your comments. Appreciate this. But um, Jamari Phillips is everything I think that Tommy Lloyd would want. He wants a guy who can shoot the three, who can get to the hoop, is from a great background, and he can mold 
this is the kind of guy that I think is probably a two-year player, and by the time he's in that second year, Sherry's a monster. Yeah, I mean, he's just a, a really good fit, and I think the thing that is unique about him on this level is he could really create his own shot, and Arizona has not had a guy like that. Um, didn't have a guy like that last season, which was amazing. Ben has been the only guy we've had in recent right. memory. And, and he is a guy where, you know, Jamari's a guy where he could absolutely create his own shot one-on-one um, using his strength, his dribbles, all that. Uh, and he's a guy where I don't I don't think he's one and done. It wouldn't shock me if he was one and done, but he's probably a, a two-year player. And by that second year, he's going to be really, really good. Yeah, I don't really uh, H uh, H Fuchs four five one. I don't really I don't really see much Nick Johnson in him because Nick was, and again Nick was very good. So we're not going to uh, say that he wasn't. But Nick was clunky offensively. And Nick was a very good defensive player, and Nick could score, but you never felt that Nick had the kind of handle or the shooting that was really going to propel you. This kid's different. This kid has that handle, and he has that shooting ability. He looks – Nick Johnson, to me, always looked like a really good college player, but certainly not a pro, where Jamari Phillips looks like a pro. Jamari's much smoother in his movement. Nick yes. looked like he – I mean, he it's not an insult. I'm trying to find a way to say it, but Nick almost looked like he had to try with all his, like try really hard with all his yeah. movements, you know, um, like clunky, like you said, Jamari's very natural. It all flows to him. He knows what he's going to do, what he's capable of doing. It almost looks effortless at times. You know, there was a play on, uh, on Saturday, second session, I believe where he had the ball out to NBA range three, if not further, the guy didn't guard him and he just shoots a three, no big deal, and makes it. And it was just natural. I mean, it was, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do it. It's going in, whatever. And and I think that's also important is a lot of times it doesn't look natural for these kids, and you wonder how that translates to college. For Jamari, this is just all natural. He's not overthinking it or anything like that. What also really impresses me about the young man, too, is that it looks like his athleticism has taken a little bit of a jump right here. There are a couple of uh, uh, plays on Twitter. One of them, Jason Shear, is actually in the background, and I would assume that uh, Bruce Pascoe is off bothering Tommy Lloyd at the time. But there's a play where he gets the ball in traffic, and he just kind of tomahawk dunks it, where I don't know, and again, I'm just surmising, I don't know that he's doing that last year. Yeah, his athleticism has gotten better. I mean, he's, you know, it's, and again, I think it's more a smoother athleticism where it's easier for him to to get up. And I don't want people to think he's a like a freak athlete. I wouldn't say he's a freak athlete, no. but he's clearly athletic. He's clearly going to dunk. Uh, he could dunk on people. Um, and, and, you know, it's, it's, he's an above average athlete, which again, when you look at the roster this past season, how many guys on the roster would you say were above average athletes? I think from a skill development perspective, he's around somewhere around a nine um, with the potential to continue going. Because, again, you can definitely tell that he and his pops have worked really hard because, again, he's got a very smooth uh, flow to him. And as far as uh, athleticism goes, I think he's definitely in that seven to eight realm. Like you said, he's never going to be Benedict Matherin athletic, but he is a certainly an above average athlete. And there's never going to be a time where you look and you're like, man, Shamari Phillips just isn't athletic. That's never going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he it's very noticeable right away that he's an athlete and we've seen better athletes and we've certainly seen a lot of worse athletes. He's where you want him to be. He really is. And and for a guard, and a lot of times you get these freak athletes that can't necessarily shoot it or don't have the handle and they're more athletic than anything. Jamari has a nice balance between the three. Can we get, since you work for 24 seven, 
Can we expect a little bit of a bounce in the rankings for Jamari Phillips, where he's woefully undervalued at this point? Yeah, I mean, Bossy, who's in charge of that stuff. Uh, he was on this past week. Very good dude. Yeah, he was at one of the games where Jamari put up 30. And so I, I think there will be, you know, they never want to make guarantees, but I'll say there will be very, very heavy consideration to moving him up. I don't know how much he'll move up, but I would be surprised if he did it. All right, Jason Shear. If it was up to Jason Shear, Mike Luke's putting Jamari Phillips probably around 18 to 20 right now. Where's Jason yeah, Shear? What do we have him at? What is like 39 or something? I would say he's top 25. All right, there you go. I like hearing that. All right, now, when you went up to Phoenix, I can guarantee that you stopped by a Circle K. Is this correct? It is, 100%. And I bet you when you went back from Phoenix, you stopped by a Circle K. Yes, always. And it wasn't like you had to put it on the GPS where is Circle K, correct? Correct. There's a really nice one in Florence, believe it or not. Kenny Abbey probably hanging out there right there. Kenny, here's your shout-out, my guy. I owe you, by the way. Make sure you're not missing out on all the great stuff at Circle K, like Jason Shear, like Kenny Abbey, and all the great deals they have. Iced coffee, 12 packs of beer for $9.99. Head to CircleK.com slash store locator to find Circle K's near you. Again, uh, Circle K, it is for the people, by the people right there. And... Oh, geez. Might think to yourself, man, this was a this was a tough past weekend for me or I want to improve my life right here. That's where OGs comes into play. Here's the thing. And I love the read right here. They are so much more than gummies. They are about the community. And that's what you think of when you think of OGs. Find them at your local dispensary. OGsbrands.com must be 21 and up to enjoy responsibly. If you're like Sheeran, you can't sleep and it appears that you can't sleep. Get OGs or if you just want to feel cool, check it out right there. OGs and Circle K. That'll be your one-stop shop. All right. Now, Carter Bryant, top five kid in the country. I actually think that these two players here, and we're going to get to some, we're going to get to a portal name or two right here, so don't worry. But I do believe that Carter Bryant is, how do I put this? Um, I actually think they are closer in value than maybe some other do because, again, love Carter Bryant, fantastic player, not a next-level athlete. I'm, I don't know that he is – I think people have this idea that he's going to come in and average eight, 18 and 8. I don't think that that's really it. He's an NBA player. He's a great prospect. But, sure, I think that he's probably more of about an 11 and 6, 12 and 6 guy as a freshman. Yeah, I mean, I, I always say there's there's – Two tiers of five stars. There's the five star that is going to come in. You know they're going to play one year of college. They're going to dominate, be good right away, like a Brandon Miller, for instance. A and DeAndre then, Ayton. Right, DeAndre Ayton. They're done. Then there's the five star that's going to take a little bit longer. They're still good. They're good college players. They're going to play in the NBA, but there's just a, a longer path to get to that, that ceiling. That's Carter Bryant, and it's not a bad thing. It's just that as a freshman, he's not coming in and averaging 15 and 8. He's coming in and averaging, like you said, 11 and 6. And then as a sophomore, he's averaging 15 and 8. And then he's off to the NBA. Um, you know, and you don't have to score a lot in college to be an NBA guy. Like Dalen Terry was drafted. He was never a scorer, right? right? And, you know, Carter may not be this huge immediate impact guy. He's going to play as a freshman. But the potential, the tools and all that, they're absolutely there which is why he'll always be a five stars in our rankings. He's just probably going to drop a little bit um, among these other guys that are more physically 
capable of, of contributing right away. Again, you guys are allowed to use the comparison, the Jason Tatum comparison. That's what you're allowed to use right there, Jason Shear. Yeah, and I mean, Jason Tatum was was probably more physically a different type of player. I think Carter's biggest issue is actually I, he needs to be more aggressive. Like, he's mm-hmm. super talented. He was very passive this weekend to his teammates, which isn't an, uh, an issue. He's not coasting necessarily. He's just passive and trying to get everyone involved. I mean, I watched him. I think there were a couple of games where he didn't even take five shots, which is great. He's already committed. Let's get the other guys involved. But you want to see it like Jamari, for instance, said, you know what, I'm scoring 30 tonight. And Carter Bryant's capable of scoring 20 points in a game. You just want to see him with that mentality of, hey, let's go get him 20 a game. Oh, Connor Johnson in here. We have an ASU troll in here right there. You know what? You got it in baseball. I get it. We'll take the revenue sports, though. Thank you very much. Um, Now, let's talk a little bit about um, some other guys. Uh, Jacob Franklin, if you could pull up some of those recruiting uh, uh, players that Arizona's looking at, because we also got some more names that we will be adding to the list right here. Okay. I want to talk about the point guard position and somebody that is not on this list right here. Zoom Diallo and Didon Thomas, both no-brainer recruits. You take both of them. And maybe I'm just being skeptical, but I don't think Arizona is going to get either one of those guys. Another guy that has emerged as a little bit of a name is LeBaron Falone, or Feline, as uh, Jason Shear initially thought that it was. Shear, um, you and I are going to disagree here a little bit because I would take Falone because I don't believe that Arizona is going to get the two point guards. Tell me that I'm wrong or tell me that I'm right. It's not about taking him. Like, there's a recruitment involved. And so – I'll like, take him right now. He has no say in the matter. You will come down here. Um, here's the deal that I always say. There's a lot more that goes into recruiting than is this player good enough. Is he good enough? Probably. I saw him twice. One time he was good. One time he was all right. Um, obviously, the coaching staff has seen him more. But then you got to say, okay, can I, as Arizona, go into mobile Alabama and, and land – and when LSU and Tennessee were at all his games, Auburn and Alabama were at his games. Can I go into SEC country and land that type of guy? Is it worth that effort? All right, let's talk about it. But first, Connor Johnson, I remembered you. I do apologize. Connor Johnson is an Oregon State fan. He doesn't like us because we want to leave Oregon State in the Mountain West Conference, a.k.a. the Pac, or the, uh, the Pac-X, as it's going to become, and move on to the Big 12. Connor this is nothing personal, but nobody wants Oregon State. You got baseball, you can have it, but nobody wants Oregon State. Arizona has options. Oregon State doesn't have options. That's why you want the conference to stay together. Jason Shear, am I right about this? Correct. Oregon State, I, I totally get Oregon State's view. Pac-12 for life. Yeah, if you're Washington State, if you're Oregon State, if you're those schools, dude, you're all in on the pack. You want it to maintain because, again, don't have many other options. Good job. You do have a good baseball program, though. I will uh, I will tip my cap to that one. Big, all big right, now. This weekend on that, Mike. What's that? Big win on that bet for me. I told Mike I would go on Twitter and apologize if Arizona took the series. Arizona didn't win a game. Yeah, but they were all close, though. Yeah, and then Chip made, Chip made pitching changes and blew saves on game. Oh, you don't like Chip. I like Chip. We'll find out what's going on here. Kobe Thiel is in your uh, camp on this as well, which doesn't lead me to believe that I'm probably right about this, but we're going to find out either way. Now, let's talk a little bit about, uh, let's talk a little bit now about some other players here that uh, Arizona is Arizona's looking at here. But first, a portal name that we might want to keep an eye on. Again, 
Not saying the Arizona leads or anything like that, but Jaden Bradley, point guard, Alabama. I like Jaden Bradley. You don't like Jaden Bradley, but I would like to see Arizona get Jaden Bradley. What say you? Yeah, I mean, I, I think my thoughts on Jaden is I, I would like to see someone that could shoot better than he can. He, he wasn't a great shooter in high school either. But from Tommy Lloyd's perspective, I get it. You're putting Kylan next to Jaden Bradley if you land him, and all of a sudden you have two above-average defenders, ball handlers, creators, and the shooting will come from other guys, or you don't really need it because they're they're finding other ways to score. In terms of defense and size and all that, Boswell next to Bradley is really good. Um, I just the obvious concern there is is shooting, but considering how Tommy Lloyd coaches offense, if he thinks it's going to be good enough for them offensively, you know who am I to argue? Uh, right now for Bradley, it's probably Arizona and NC State. From from what I understand, Memphis is still hanging around, but um, they're last I heard they're losing a little bit of momentum. It's probably NC State in Arizona right now. Is that Jason Shear, the Jason Shear iceberg against Jaden Bradley, starting to melt a little bit? I get it. You know, he's never going to be a shooter. If you can get over that, that he's not going to come in and shoot 40% from three or whatever it is or become a jump shooter, if you can live at that and look at his strengths, um, I get it. I'm partial to guys that will shoot you know, next to Boswell. I'd like That's to why you didn't that. like Dallin Terry or Dalen Terry as someone. I didn't I, – I, well, no. I mean, he, he is what he is, right? Like Dalen is never going to be an offensive superstar ever. Right. right. But you, you, you get him for the other stuff. And Bradley's similar. I don't now Bradley is intriguing because he draws fouls at a very high rate. Mm-hmm. And, and Arizona needs that type of guy that can get to the line. I just I would like more of a shooter. But again, Tommy Lloyd knows his offense better than I do. And if he thinks Bradley and Boswell will work together, which he clearly does, then, you know, let's go for it. And we're going to get to Boswell here in a second, because I think there's also well, Tommy, well, Tommy Lloyd is playing chess others are playing checkers but first also foco f-o-c-o is an acronym foco is the leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise we've had the great brandon sanders on this show before and he was talking about how he got his straw hat from foco hardest hitter i've ever seen at the u of a and again if it's good enough for him it's good enough for everyone foco always has our back for arizona sports they back the a and they can have your back as well. Get the best gear around by visiting uh, www.foco.com and use code word PHNX for all non-presale items using the promo code again PHNX for ten percent off. Now let's talk about uh, let's talk about Boswell in the future a little bit and why I also like Jaden Bradley because again you and I both heard the same rumors. I don't I like Boswell a great deal. So that needs to be said first. Shout out main event. You probably don't listen, but you were right on him from day one. But I don't – Boswell's camp wants him in the NBA. I mean, they, they just do. They haven't really been, you know, quiet about it. I mean, not, again, I don't want to make it out like they're being boisterous. But with Boswell, I think he can play in the league, but I don't think that it's, he's ever going to be somebody that the league's going to dro- uh, drool over. Um, so I would like to see him back as a junior, but let's just say he leaves after his sophomore year. Jaden Bradley gives you some nice insurance right there. Yeah, for sure. And, and you know, I – Look, I, I, don't, I think we're both on the same page. I don't see Boswell leaving after the season. I will say the coaching staff is very high on him. You never know. But if he does leave, like you said, Jaden Bradley, if you land him, would just move to the one spot. Then you're getting a, you know, you have Jamari coming in. Um, you know, you probably get a guy out of the portal and, and all that. And, and I think you're, you're fine. And, and that's another thing I get also is, you know, I like landing Bradley as opposed to a graduate guy. 
I'm more partial to multi-year players because at least you can have some continuity there as opposed to Arizona goes and gets a Courtney Ramey or a Cedric Henderson, and then you're back in that same roster spot the next year. Oh, we got some palace intrigue right here. The great Jacob Franklin and Connor Johnson going at it right here. Hey, man, I didn't come after you. Your beef was his with Mike Jacob, the ASU producer. And uh, yes, uh, never anybody on here. We're going to be very, very clear about this. Nobody is to ever go after Jacob Franklin. They are to go after me because Jacob Franklin does not deserve it. I deserve it. Connor Johnson, I will break your uh, your hand with my jaw. That's how resilient I am right here. But <laughs> Never go after Jacob Franklin and Chad McDonald's. By the way, Chad McDonald's, new to the Jason Shear board, um, by the way. That's another membership you owe me right there, Jason Shear. Look at you. Proud um, of you. Just, try, just, trying to help, just trying to help out right there. So, again, Jaden Bradley, with all of this, though, I think that you'll probably see some things here in the next couple weeks um, as far as some transfer portals, some international names. Um, now, when it comes to the international names – um, I take all of them with a, all right, Connor Johnson right here. When was the last time Arizona made an Elite Eight? In the last 20 years, Arizona has made five Elite Eights. There's your answer right there. Five Elite Eights. More than Oregon State has ever been to, my friend. Are we, are we talking Oregon State basketball smack? Nobody cares about Oregon State. And we're not giving you the time of the day. If you want to talk baseball, we will talk it. Or you can tweet at Jacob Franklin and we'll talk about it. But, um, all right, yeah, let's talk. Let's talk about – I don't even know. Where were we? Um, uh, da, 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 da. I can't even remember right now where we were. Oh, let's talk some Pella Larson. Pella Larson has declared for the draft. Pella Larson will be back, though. I'm getting people to keep asking me, is he going to stay in? Pella is doing what any guy who's a starter should do, get some feedback. The, uh, the feedback will be that you're not an NBA player and you should go back to college, and he's going to go back to college. Yeah, I would be sh- shocked if uh, Pella stayed in the NBA. And that's not a diss to Pella. I think everyone, including Pella, is under the belief that he's just testing and getting feedback. To, you know, John Calipari, I always bring this up, years ago when the rule passed about declaring and coming back and all that, had everyone on his team, including walk-ons, declare for the NBA. Because right. why wouldn't you? Right. Like. Umar, for instance, didn't declare. Why not? If I was Umar, I would declare. You get the feedback and then you come back. Like everyone should declare. And I think that Pella is the case of I'm going to declare. I'm going to get my feedback. I'm going to talk to teams. They're going to tell me what I need to work on. And then I'm going to come back. You know, it, 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 there's no chance Pella's going to go and test and they're going to say, oh man, Pella's a first round pick. Uh, if that happens, props to you, Pella, because it's just not, uh, it, it, it's just not likely. So, you know, we'll but see, but I'd be shocked if he came back. If I was, but if if right. Pella Larson should actually come to me and save himself some time and I could tell him what he needs to work on. He needs to work on his handle, and it's probably too late in the game, but he f- needs to figure out a quicker shot. You know something that's always annoyed me slightly about Pella? And annoys is a strong word because, again, my bad Pella. I was wrong. Hashtag this is all, pre- or all prefaced by saying I was wrong. I don't understand, though, when your pops is an NBA player or not an NBA player, but a professional, how you don't have handles or anything like that and how you shoot a slow set shot, which basically eliminates you being able to come off screens, getting your shot off the bounce. I don't understand that, Jason Shear. You're very mean to Pella. No, I know. At the, at the end of the day, Pella won. I lost. 
I get what you're saying. And what's interesting to me is, well, we both agree that the coaching staff publicly oversold him a bit last year. You know, Tommy Lloyd told us, but they are very confident in Pella Larson. And I know there's people around the program that think that Kerr moving on is good for Pella in terms of distraction and focus and all that. We're going to see, you know, and, um, you know, Pella's numbers have stayed the same since Utah. I still remember, and this guy isn't even on the Arizona coaching staff, when Arizona got Pella, I got a text from someone saying he is a monster. And that was after his year at Utah. So, like, eventually, I think the, the thought process would this be is somebody on a re- previous Arizona – would this be somebody on a previous Arizona staff, possibly? Yes. Yes. But yes. Uh, also, by the way, I saw a four-star committed to Nebraska this past weekend. But I don't we'll know why I just said that. Uh, Pella is uh, – the belief around Arizona coaches is that he's going to take that next step. And we don't know. Maybe he never reaches that next step. But there is the belief that there is a next step. And we'll see. All right. I think Pella's next step. I believe Pella. And again, my bad, Pella. Hashtag the movement is strong. The movement will continue to go strong. But again, I believe that Pella's – I believe Pella's apex is about 12, 6, and 4. And there is nothing wrong with that. Now, Reggie Geary disagrees with me. What would that guy know? So again, I'll, uh, I'll I'll leave it I'll leave it on that one right there. Now, as far as international names go, they are big men. They are not guards. I believe that Arizona is going to replenish their uh, their perimeter domestically. Jason Shear. Yeah, yeah, they are. Uh, I'm not giving names, but they are. They're bigs. They're a four and a five. Um, domestically, you're going to see. It. I was told when when Tommy first started. I don't think the secret that basically. It is easier to find international bigs that will succeed than it is international guards. So I think generally when you see Arizona go overseas, it's usually going to be for bigs unless right. there's a guard. And, and that's kind of the way that they're handling it this class as well. They're, unless there's someone I just absolutely do not know about, um, you know, the guards is going to be ideally in an ideal world. It's Jade and Bradley. And, you know, we'll see from there. But the, the international are, are very clear big men. Jason Shear is a Kirk Carissa fan, correct? You are? Uh, okay. I think he's – I think he gets a bad rap. Well, you're a, you're, you're a Kerr fan. It's okay. Yeah, but I think you could replace him. How's that? Would you rather have Jaden Bradley or Kirk Carissa for the next two years at Arizona? Jaden Bradley because I think it was absolutely time to move on from Kirk. All right. That's what I like. That's what I like to hear right there, Sheer. All right. We also got to give the Tommy Gun some credit here. He's been beat up a lot on his recruiting. Um, I think some of it's a little justifiable, but again, Tommy Lloyd is 61 and 11. I'm sitting here. So you take that for what it's worth. But we got to give him a lot of props right here. You got three five star kids essentially out of the SoCal area in the past, you know. Uh, that would originally have been in the 23 and 24 class. That's that's a big de- that's a big deal. I know UCLA would pr- pretends like they didn't want any of those players and they could never play at UCLA. But these are all five star kids for a reason. So you got to give Tommy Lloyd credit on that one, Sheer. Yeah, and you know it's it's I, I'm just kind of warning people ahead of time. I I saw a ton of players this past weekend, and there weren't any 2024 guys that I would offer. Like, and the reason I bring that up is I don't be shocked or disappointed. Like, Arizona's going to recruit D-Dan Thomas and Zoom Diallo. But don't be surprised if, you know, they miss out and they go, you know what, we're going to portal and international it because that's what I would do. Like, I didn't see any 2024 bigs or, Sounds you know. Sounds like a bowel oh, movement. I'm going to portal and international it. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, 
feline i i guess you could offer him but there wasn't like that one 2024 kid you're like oh crap arizona's on him now it could wind up being a two-man american class ideally you have a three-man domestic class but also keep in mind like in the in the way things are now two as crazy as it sounds two high school kids is a lot it's not what it used to be because everyone's going portal and all that and like look at even your boy your boy Mus. Like eighteen and you know eighteen transfer portal kids, you know, and so and they're all, like, all good. Yeah, well, that's and that's how a lot of teams recruit. So if you're Arizona and you get two five star kids in 2024, and you fill the rest, and I don't know if this is going to happen, there could be other guys that pop up. You fill the rest with portals and internationals. It's not the worst strategy because that's really what most schools are doing now. All right, we got to uh, TLN, our guy and BCAT, both both uh, uh, pillars of the community, leaders of men, both of them. We do need to uh, talk about Ron Holland here. Ron Holland's not happening. It'd be awesome. No. I know that uh, KJ Lewis sent out a tweet. Ron Holland will not happen to Arizona. He's probably going to join the must bus. Texas, Arkansas, G League. When you figure out what those three schools have in common, you'll know why Ron Holland's not going to Arizona. Right. Oh, let me ask you this. You Since you brought up must, not me, why is – I still don't quite understand the. Uh, I still don't quite understand the, the the transfer portal strategy from Tommy Lloyd. Again, he, Lloyd obviously knows what he's doing. But I look at Muss and these guys that Muss lost his whole roster. Muss is bringing in like thirty kids, and five of them are all conference guys. I don't understand why we're still so picky at this point when there are difference makers out there. That I still don't get. Um, there's two things. First of all. Muss is much shorter than I realized when you stand next to him. Dude, isn't he? He's so tiny. I think I'm like three inches taller than Muss. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, I, I think, I, I you know, we're going to bring it up. I think Arizona got really screwed on Ryan Nemhart. Mm-hmm. You know, the strategy, the transfer portal strategy looks great if Arizona lands Ryan Nemhart, right? I mean, that's yeah, landed now. Right. And, and whatever reason, we can debate it, $5 million, whatever reason you want to say, uh, you know, it's they lost them. So the, the transfer portal looks like it, it, it screwed up. Their strategy screwed up. I will say, I think Tommy Lloyd is a very big believer in continuity, right. And, and having like Kylan Boswell is coming back next year. He was on the team. Wait, last what, did, what did you just say? Continuity? Continuity. Continuity. Continuity, Jason. Continuity, whatever. I'm tired. Right, go ahead. Um, Musk doesn't care. Musk will have eight guys, right? Like he doesn't right. care about any of that. And and so it, it's just a situation where Tommy Lloyd wants to have like Umar Balo. He wants him back. And whatever guys they bring in, Jaden Bradley, let's say they land him, he he'll want him for multiple years. Where muscles say, you know, you know what? I don't really like you. You can go. I'll just go replace you with the portal guy. And it's like and, what Deion Sanders said. I don't you're my son, but I don't love you. And and sometimes that works, but if you look at the teams that win titles, they're not doing this. Like Connecticut wasn't kicking guys off left and right. Like yeah, I don't like I don't like that strategy to be honest with you. I don't. Yeah, I, and like I like my I I I get Musk landing the talent, but you now have six guards. You're starting two of them. Let's say you start three of them and you go three guard lineup. Those dudes are gonna get pissed and they're gone and you're doing this all over again next year. But also, why wouldn't you learn from like a Jalen Graham? ASU kid who goes there. Jalen Graham would have played at ASU this year. Goes there, doesn't play, and you lose your last year. How about this, too? Do you think Devin Cambridge is going to play any more at Oregon than he did ASU? That move no. makes 
No sense. None. We're, let's, we're going to talk. We're going to preview the conference a little bit next year because I think I think that's a fascinating point. But Jacob Franklin, if you could pull up the possible roster for next year, and I because I was thinking about this the other day, and here's where it gets a little interesting. So all of these guys have multiple years left. Two of them because of the COVID year. We could see Umar Ballo and Pella Larson in a 24-25 Arizona basketball roster sheer. That is an underreported fact, and that's why we're reporting it right now. Think about this. Let's say Kylan comes back. You now have Kylan, Jamari, Carter Bryant, Umar, Pella, the Internationals, an improved Henry Vesar, an improved KJ Lewis. How many better rosters are in the country? You you forgot you you missed a player on purpose right there. Uh yeah, Philly B. No, not Philly B. Have, um, uh, look up, look on top of line. Philly B right there. <laughs> Come Henry on. Vesar, uh, <laughs> Dylan, Dylan Anderson. Dylan Anderson. <laughs> a much improved Dylan Anderson. I just yes. want to know. I didn't want that to slide by you. Frank Caliendo is a fan, by the way. Twin representative Dylan Anderson. Uh, I told you. So, again, but again, all those guys could come back. That's the funny thing about this whole COVID thing. And, again, why are we talking OS, Oregon State? Nobody cares about this. We <laughs> like you listening, Connor, but we're not going to talk Oregon State anymore. Um, but uh, but that's the crazy thing, though. And if you're Umar Ballo and you're Pella Larson, you like college. You kind of like where you're at. You know, you could have two 24-year-olds in the starting lineup, and I think Tommy Lloyd would be more than okay with that. Yeah, 100%. Like, it's again, it goes back to wanting to keep the same roster and building off that. It, it is unique. And, you know, and, you know, going back, I, I think it's very, it, it's, there's two things that I think are underappreciated with Tommy, but also cause criticism. Number one, it is in his mind an honor to get an offer from Arizona. He wants to make it special. Coaches, like I, I told you about this kid I, I tweeted the other day. I watched this one kid, Will Riley, th- three times this past weekend. Canadian kid, right? It was me, Tommy Lloyd, and I don't even know if there are any other coaches. Seriously. He got offered by five schools the next day. I know for a fact those five schools didn't watch him this weekend, right? right. But you go and you look at the box, you go, oh, this kid at 25. I'm going to offer him. Tommy Lloyd's not doing it. And – it's the same thing with like photo shoots. If you're committed to Arizona, they're going to give you the best photo shoot ever. Carter Bryant released his photo shoot. Right. With the family, everyone's wearing it, whatever. But if you're not committing, you're not using us for a photo shoot. And it may sound stupid, but it is it is an honor to be recruited by Arizona basketball. And so he's not gutting this roster. And he's also very confident in his ability to develop. And I asked him last year a question similar. And he goes, I'm never giving up on a kid. Because I said, when do you know if a kid's good I or not? I was right there when you asked him that. Yeah. And I said, when do you know if a kid is good or not? And most coaches will say, I can know right away. Tommy goes, doesn't matter. I won't give up on a kid. I take a kid because I think they're good enough. And if they're not good enough right away, we're going to keep working with them. And that doesn't mean that he's not going to, you know, go to a guy like a demo ball and say, look, you might be better off somewhere else. But that's not, he's not saying, you know what, you're out. You're out of the program. We're done. Right, right. Now, let's talk about some 25 kids right here as well. It's it's fun to actually be talking about players that are being recruited by Arizona. Elsie Harrington, Giovanni Ruff, two top 20 kids out of Southern California. Sheer, did you watch them at all this weekend? Um, I watched uh, Ruff. I watched Harrington for a half. I watched Giovanni Ruff. I don't think Tommy watched. It's a Harrington. great name, Giovanni Ruff, by the way. I like, I like Giovanni Ruff. 
Giovanni Roth grew on me a little bit. He, um, the one thing I'll say about him is he has a hitch in his shot. You know what he reminds me of? He looks like him too. You know, um, like Lonzo Ball has that hitch in his shot. Yeah, the, the slower. Yeah. yeah, that's how he shoots. Hmm. And so it's it's and he looks like him too actually. Um, but he's uh, he's a good player. Harrington I think is smart, good, heady player. His dad teaches at UCLA, so that one may be you know a little difficult to get involved with, but. Um, you know, it, the, the 2025 young guys, I think there's some good ones. There aren't somewhere I said Arizona has to offer right away. There are actually more 2026 guys who I said Arizona has to offer right away. Sheer, your grammar is coming into question right here. Continuity. There you go. Sure. Can, you, way, uh, can got, you pull it up? We got big football up? Breaking football news. What do you got? Mojo Weirds is transferring. Eh. To North Dakota State? Do you know who that is? <laughs> yeah, I was going to, oh, well, obviously, I didn't just pull North Dakota State out of nowhere. <laughs> I'm actually really surprised. Are you know who that is, to be honest? Not sure. I clearly know who he is right there. I will say Lamont likes him a great deal, so I'll have to uh, see what Lamont thinks about that. <laughs> um, Elijah Williams. Let's talk about a, a little bit of Elijah Williams. Uh, 2026 kid out of Scottsdale, Monty Williams kid. Um, there's a connection with Ricardo Foy. Yeah. Could Arizona possibly be getting an, uh, giving an early offer here? Yep. He's the one I was just talking about with the uh, with the 2026. It is right. him and Ken Holmes. Um, that, those are the two guys that, that I would expect Arizona to offer. They're both similar in that they do maybe nothing exceptionally well, but everything pretty darn good. They're young. There's a very clear connection there. The people that say Tommy doesn't offer early guys early enough are going to look silly, I think, after this. Tommy was at every single one of these kids' games in their 2026 in-state kids. I think he learned a lesson from Cody Williams that will not be made again. Uh, I would expect both. I don't know if they're coming this week, so don't hold me to it but I would absolutely expect both guys to get offers. Wait a second here. What could he have learned from Cody Williams, Jason Shear? Can you elaborate a little bit? When you like an in-state kid, you got to offer him at that point. You you can't wait or play the BS games or or all that. So you think that he regrets not offering Cody Williams earlier on? Uh, You would have to ask him, Mike. No, probably. I'd assume, right? If Jason Shear was the lead recruiter, would Jason Shear have regretted that strategy as well? No, not at all. We have Dylan Anderson. We have all the Gilbert Perry we need. We got the Perry kids. We don't need Koa Pete. We don't need Cody Williams. We have Dil- <laughs> we have Dylan Anderson. All right. We got to talk now. Olivier Kamwa, I would not expect to come to Arizona, Jason Shear. Uh, you know, it's looking more like he's probably going to go the professional route, whether that's in the United States or not. He got an invite to the G League elite camp, um, which is a good sign for him. We'll see how he does there, if he doesn't perform well there. Maybe they consider it. Tennessee is of the belief that he's going pro. Uh, they don't think he will transfer, but we'll, we'll see. All right. Uh, Cord Lopez, Tabellis would be very, very surprised if Tabellis is back. Yeah, I talked to someone who would know very well about the status of Tabellis. This is and a good source you're talking to right here. I like it. I feel like it's a good source that they are not expecting Tabellis to return. Right. You know, and I mean, it makes a lot of it makes sense when you think about it because, um, it makes sense when you think about it because Tabellus isn't getting better. Tabellus is what he is. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. Tabellus was an All-American, but basically the reason will- is, yeah, like the agent is telling Zoo, which is completely correct, and I think Arizona agrees with it, is if you go back to college, you're, you're, what are you improving on, right? You're, maybe you shoot more threes 
but you're not taking like a huge step defensively where you're going to be like a lottery pick. You kind of are what you are. And if you want to go play professionally now and, and, or delay it, you know, how much do you love college? That's right. really what it comes down to. TLN. I'm going to say this right here though. And again, I've been a skeptic on the strategy. Yes. For, I think, yes, that's fair for right now, but I will say when kids start, uh, you know, withdrawing from the draft, there's going to be other guys that emerge. I think you got to get that backcourt in order right now, in my opinion. That's why I would target Jaden Bradley right there. I'd be more than okay with – I'm more than okay with that strategy at this time. I think that something you also have to keep in mind with Tommy and the roster is, let's say they get Jaden Bradley. And again, we don't know. He could choose NC State, Memphis, whatever. But let's say they get him. Their starting roster, people are going to be upset at this. Their starting lineup's probably complete. Boswell – uh, Bradley, Pella, the European, in my opinion, at least, um, and Umar. And Dylan. And D- right. Well, Dylan is kind of a do-it-all. But, um, you know, and so now you're looking for, like, a Cedric type where you come in off the bench, you're cool with the 15, 20 minutes a game, you're doing a little bit of everything, but you're not recruiting starters. And the reality is those are easier to find in the portal later in the process that you can wait and say, you know what, maybe there's guys that are declaring for the NBA that should it, that come back and say, you know what, we can go get this kid. Because remember, Courtney Ramey declared for the NBA. He played right. in Portsmouth and all that. And they right. wound up getting him late in the process. So I think you get the internationals in order. You hopefully land Jane and Bradley. And then you're willing to wait a few weeks because you're not playing 13 scholarship guys. Arizona at that point would probably need a, a wing and maybe another guard. And that's right, I would agree. Now, we're going to talk about a guy who I think is an under-the-radar player here. But first, Tap and Bottle. might say to yourself, Mike, what can Tap and Bottle do for me? They can help you out. Go down to the downtown location, or you can go to the northwest location. Watch the NBA playoffs right now. You can watch Shears Knicks, who are going to lose to my Jimmy Butler right there, who is going to play them one-on-five this entire series. And you can drink some Four Peaks in the process as well. Check it out, Tap and Bottle. Again, support local, and these people are the salt of the earth. You'll thank me later for it. Sheer Jimmy Butler going to beat the Knicks one on five? Uh, I just want to say that we were we were robbed by by Julius's injury. Arizona, uh, Arizona. The Knicks would have swept with Julius Randle. We agree? Yes. Okay, moving on. Jimmy Butler, the most underrated player of this generation, correct? You're on this wagon at this point. Uh, uh, yes, and and you know what makes Jimmy so good is I will take his mindset over 95% of NBA players, where he's just yeah. like, I'm a dog, and there's nothing you're going to do about it. Like I'm taking it, him over Kawhi Leonard every day of the week because of that. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it's, you know. He wants to play, actually. Yeah, like he enjoys basketball. <laughs> right. It looks like he actually enjoys it. Now, you mentioned you didn't have Henry Vasar in the starting lineup. I believe that this is a massive, massive offseason for Henry. And I believe we're going to know what Henry is. Again, um, I'm not saying that he won't get better. He will get better. But I think with a guy like Vasar, you know, pretty you'll, you'll have an idea of what his trajectory and what his upside is by this time or not this time by early next season. He's the X factor, in my opinion. Like Boswell, I, I think he'll be fine. Yeah, you know, yes, he's a larger role and all that, and he still has to show some improvement in certain areas, but he'll be fine. The coaching staff loves him, you know, whatever. Henry's the guy where he's got to take that next jump. Arizona is significantly better if a bigger, stronger, more confident Henry Basar is on that roster. If it's Henry from this past season, Arizona's probably in trouble in the front court. They want to be able to rely on Henry. If it's not a starter, 
that's fine. You're giving us 20, 25 minutes a game, and you're going to be really good off the bench. And, and that's what they want from them. All right, let's talk about the conference here next. Uh, but first, you can be you need to become a PHNX diehard. All right, now what does that uh, what does that entail right here? First, go to https uh, backslash PHNX Locker to grab your dot uh, com to grab your membership to receive exclusive content, discounts on all events and merch, and access to the Discord chats. And again, all kinds of good stuff there, BetMGM Sportsbook. And this will also bring you closer to Jacob Franklin. Jacob Franklin would like you to do this. And what Jacob Franklin would like you to do, you should do when you get an opportunity. All right. So, again, become a PHNX diehard. Now, um, next year's conference, I believe that it's going to be right now. And again, I believe that it's going to be Oregon and SC and then Arizona, UCLA. I think that those are clearly the two best teams right now. Yeah, I would agree with that. USC is going to add uh, Bronny, Bronny James. Uh, that might go down this week. Um, and then Oregon's got a lot of talent. You never really know how that talent's going to mesh. I think mesh. Dan has kind of had an issue with that, but this team is super talented. There, there's no denying that. Arizona, again, I, you know, they're almost a wild card in the conference. And then UCLA, same deal. You know, they're, they're going to have talent, but Tiger Campbell's really good. You know, Hawk was almost underrated by UCLA's fan base in terms of being able to, oh, yeah, we'll just put these guys in. Dylan Andrews is great. No, like these guys. Keep in mind, UCLA didn't even want Carter Bryant if you were to listen to some people out there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, all right. Before we sign off, Shearworth, where can they find you causing trouble, causing conflicts? Uh, Wildcatauthority.com at Jason Shear on Twitter as well. All right. You can follow me at uh, Iron Mike Luke. And again, follow at PHNX Wildcats. We will be back with you tomorrow. Appreciate all of you. Oh, by the way, uh, uh, this is a good this is a good one right here. Ulrich uh, Munch. I can't I can never pronounce the last name. Is there anything on this? Uh, no, I've heard, I no I've, I've heard next to nothing. That's why I'm asking. 2024. Uh, if he. In my opinion, he should go to 24. If he does, I think Arizona recruits him there. 2023, he wouldn't come to Arizona. All right. Now, again, back the A out there. Jason Shear, can we get a back the A from you? Back the A. Always back the A. Back the A, baby. And, again, we have Oregon State fans getting in here. That's why we're getting out. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.